Welcome back to Motherhood, Mother Should, a podcast to help parents maneuver through the ultimate job of rearing our special blessings, our children. It has been a month since my last podcast. My apologies, but my Aunt Lorraine passed. What a wonderful mother figure she was to me and for those who she served during decades of service in our community. Rest in peace, Auntie. Last time, we discussed tackling the stresses of learning technology during distance learning. We discussed how to be kind to ourselves as many of us are learning something new. We are not only learning curriculum for our children as we help them on Zooms, but teaching ourselves how to use technological apps, juggling our jobs and dealing with household responsibilities on top of being husbands and wives. We strive to be perfect parents, but this is not reality, especially during COVID-19. Yes, we have to understand that distance learning is a mighty monster that we must slay. And it takes baby steps and time to understand ourselves, our new skill sets, and the allocation of our time for the greatest success for our children. Yet, although we are in service to our children, we must not forget to focus at times on ourselves as parents within this most challenging situation. As a teacher, I have seen apprehension on children's faces as they try to overcome a new concept, perhaps in a more difficult subject such as math or science, or even learning something new in sports. But we, as adults, can become even more anxious than our children while learning something new. Unlike children, we are aware of our limitations. We are aware of others as well. We ask ourselves questions like, is my child keeping up? What app do I have to learn now? Am I keeping up with other parents and what? And why do I feel like this during quarantine? We must give ourselves some grace. Like it or not, the dynamics of this cultural shift in education is here to stay. It may look different after COVID-19 is under control, but we must learn to adapt and cope. Today, we have the expertise of Dr. Jean Pennycook of the Los Angeles Unified School District. I interviewed her just before the winter holiday break when many teachers and parents were coping with finals, projects, and grades. It is important that parents and those working with children take time out to reflect and repair. Welcome, Dr. Penny Cook, and we appreciate your input today as we are feeling the weight of this time within our households. I have some questions from our listeners. First of all, as you look back on this year, 
What are you observing about parents and families that concern you as we are now in our ninth month of distance learning? Well, first of all, hi, Mrs. Brown, and thank you for continuing this podcast to support our parents. And yes, we are now nine months into this distance learning, and I think I'm realizing that parents are getting fatigued because each time we talk about that we're reopening our schools, then we have a setback with the rising COVID cases, and then kids again have to stay home much longer. Parents are dealing, they're now becoming teachers themselves, they're caregivers, Everyone is at home 24-7, except for those working outside the home. And so, especially with parents who have multiple kids at home, trying to navigate their distance learning in separate spaces, along with the reality of what's happening in our world, it can become stressful. And a lot of parents are getting more anxious. Some families have kids with special needs that require much more attention and physical assistance every day. And so, you know, for some parents, we need to be more mindful of that. Because for some parents, again, like I said, the priority has become staying above water right now with food, rent, other physical needs. And then for other parents, there have been positive cases and death in their own families and their friends. There are other illnesses that do not stop because of COVID. People suffering from cancer, diabetes, other debilitating illnesses. So when we think of now being in a lockdown nine months into the pandemic, when we initially, remember back in March, I thought it was only going to be two weeks and we only prepared for two weeks. Then it became the rest of the semester. But on the return from summer, we're back at it again. And even now going into December, we're looking at the data and rising numbers. So we're likely not to return before March, which would then make it a full year that we've been on distance learning with parents juggling all the needs at home while trying to support it, their families. And I think, yeah, this has resulted in an increase in stress and anxiety for many parents. So we can talk about some ways to help parents keep a positive mindset, not only about school and their expectations, but to discover and discuss how they too can do self-care. Yes, I know a lot of our listeners feel this way. So what strategies can we use as parents and caregivers to help ourselves during this time within our day? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is acknowledge our feelings. All right. To be mindful of things that are within our control and things that are not. So parents, again, juggling and we're human, need to be mindful, though, of our body language and our tone and what we express out loud. So whether we're on the phone talking to one of our friends, our kids are hearing us. And if we keep talking some of the negative talk, whether it's on phone or in person, It keeps those stressors going. So, you know, one thing is to know what are our stressors? What are the things that make us anxious, that make us upset? Put them in context and then start to tune into what makes you happy. What reduces your stress? First things that I talk about are self-care and mindfulness. And when I talk about self-care, I know a lot of people will first say, oh, well, I need to get my nails done or my hair done, or I need to go to the barber shop, make sure my beard is all trimmed up. But I consider those maintenance activities. 
Yes, they help us to look our best and they boost our feelings about our physical appearance. But I'm speaking more about the intentional self-care of not just attending to our physical needs, but likewise noting our spiritual, emotional, mental, social, creative, and other areas and other needs in our lives. I think that there are times when we need to disconnect from the news and social media, and there are times to set boundaries and say no. There are times, though, when we do need that physical connection, that social connection with friends and family. But again, you know, putting things in context, being attuned to your stressors, and there's some simple things that we can do throughout the day, some simple mindful activities such as sitting quietly, enjoying a cup of tea, you know, in the mornings, during the sunrise or in the evening at sunset and acknowledging some gratitude. These are the things that can keep us in a positive mindset, right? Um, being able to have hopefully another adult to kind of give you a break, or if not, then take advantage of the quiet moments when the kids are having their naps now that they're out for the winter break, but when they're on Zoom. But get up, get dressed, put on your nice clothes, makeup, jewelry, just as if you're going out, just because sometimes. And getting fresh air, forms of exercise. And one of the things that I've had to be mindful of is the unhealthy snacking. A treat every now and then is okay, but don't bring too much into the house. I find that if I don't buy it and it's not in the house, then I'm not tempted to overindulge. And then sometimes just doing something for someone else can help boost your feelings. Another thing that I'm doing are making my own self-care calendars and adding a variety of things that I can do, things that I can try, like, you know, doing crossword or Sudoku puzzles or sharing poems with friends or playing a musical instrument or just simply at the end of the night wrapping myself in a blanket and either watching a movie or reading a book or just being still, right? Adding affirmations and positive quotes. There are even apps out there such as Headspace and Calm. But whatever you choose, though, you've got to make sure that you're intentional about it, that you're turning off from the things that stress you. Yes, I totally agree with you. As parents, we do need to balance ourselves. But sometimes it's our family members who cause the most stress. What do we do or what can we do to promote balance and calm with everyone within our household. You got to make sure that these needs are addressed in your children and your loved ones too. And if you have more than one child, things to consider, how do you spend time together as a unit, but then also give each kid some individual time, right? And yes, we're Zooming a lot now. There's technology. There is all of this right now with our iPads and our iPhones I want to go back to a time when, for example, when I was growing up, I didn't have computers. You can hear an accent. I grew up in Jamaica. And so we had to entertain ourselves. We had to play outside. We had to do our own dancing and singing. We would dress up in our parents' clothes and model. But we would play card games. We could go for a walk. We could do charades, jigsaw puzzles, read, make a meal together. It doesn't always require the high tech and the planning, sometimes just going with the flow of it. 
I think one of the other things that can let parents off the hook is feeling that need to entertain your kids all day long, every day. Kids have to learn how to safely entertain themselves. It's okay to spend a few moments quietly and to allow kids to also help with chores around the house. But while you're trying to keep a schedule when kids are in virtual school, it's okay on the weekend and during the holidays to allow some sleep-in days, to allow some casual and PJ days. Mix it up. And yes, we were talking about Zooming for school. Well, Zooms aren't only for school. You can have what I call zesty Zoom and happy hours, doing story times and eating meals together with friends and family by Zoom, watching a movie simultaneously, having watch parties. But at the end of the day, though, one of the things I really highly recommend that parents are tuned to You may be doing the self-care, you may be doing the mindfulness, but your circumstances sometimes can still be overwhelming. So if you're feeling at the point where your stress and anxiety is really more profound and you're not able to manage it, this is where I recommend that you seek professional, medical, or spiritual help or guidance. But at the end of the day, be gentle with yourself. Thank you, Dr. Pennycook, for your input. And your words of wisdom are reaching many ears today. I know I needed to hear everything that you said. Thank you, Ms. Brown. I really appreciate you doing this. And, you know, we are all in this together, even at different levels. So continue doing your great work for your students and your families. And however you spend it, I wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Continue to wear your mask, social distance, and sanitize. Be safe. Thank you for this opportunity. We will take a quick break to acknowledge Anchor Podcast, which is the platform which Motherhood Mother Should is recorded. Podcasts are a wonderful way to teach and inspire others. Anchor Podcasts is a simple way to create, produce, and upload your voice and thoughts for your audience. I thank you, Anchor Podcasts, for your support in helping me and allowing so many to learn. It is easy, convenient, and can be done at your own computer at home. Thank you so much, Anchor Podcasts. Thank you again for listening to Motherhood, Mother Should. I want to sincerely thank Dr. Jean Pennycook of the Los Angeles Unified School District. Thank you for your sound advice. It is so relevant to my listeners. Please take time and revisit some of my previous podcasts. They are packed with strategies and experiences which I feel can help you while raising or educating children. I am on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Brown 7 That's the capital letters K-A-T-H-B with lowercase letters R-O-W-N-5. 
followed by the digit seven. There you can find pictures of my family as many of my children are now essential workers as doctors and nurses. One of my seven, or I should say my twins, Matthew, have just graduated and is now a practicing dentist. While my other twin, Nicholas, will be graduating as a doctor next month. To my listening parents and teachers, you are so amazing in your day-to-day stride of parenting and educating. Your efforts will bless your students' or children's futures. I can testify this in my own life. So, just remember, children grow so fast. Childhood is fleeting. So they need you. They need you to be strong. They need you to be healthy. So stay positive and calm and enjoy your greatest blessing, your children.